Hi, welcome back, beautiful people. Uh, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lake. And I'm Dr. Damon Dan. And thank you so much to all the listeners who have provided us with feedback and questions. Today we have an exciting uh, guest, a uh, celebrity guest, and uh, I think we're going to learn a lot today. Um, you know, so have you ever really wondered, you know, for all our listeners out there, how many celebrities like Kate Hudson, Hudson, Alicia Silverstone, they're able to defy age and look better uh, in their 40s than they did in their 20s. Well, our guest here today is about to reveal some secrets that you can incorporate into your own life to start looking your best at any age. She's Desi Bartlett. Thank you so much. You're a health and wealth and wellness expert to the stars for over 25 years and author of Your Strong, Sexy Pregnancy and co-author of the new book, Total Body Beautiful. Secrets of Looking and Feeling Your Best After 35. And as a woman over the age of 35 that knows all about the unique challenges that happen as a result of aging, she's here to show you how you can achieve your fitness goal with no gimmicks in a sustainable way. And Desi's here today to share what is physically happening inside you, specific exercises that can transform your body and how you can set the rest of your life up for success through consistency. Welcome, welcome. We are very lucky to have you on the podcast today, and we're excited to hear all your tips and tricks um, and look forward to reading your books. Um, welcome. Thank Congrats you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Aloha from Hawaii. I lived in LA for 20 years, and now I live on the island of Oahu, and it's such a joy to be able to connect with you through the podcast and such a, a blessing that we can all connect online and, and still be able to communicate in such a powerful way. So thank you for having me. Well, thank our you. Pleasure. Thank you for being on. And uh, uh, we look forward to this podcast. So to the listeners, congrats on your new book. And can you give us a quick snapshot of how your journey in empowering women actually began? Yes, so I've always been in health and fitness. Um, my degree is in kinesiology. My master's is in corporate fitness. This has been the journey of my life. I was very lucky to find what lights me up at an early age. But when I was pregnant for the first time, I, I found that when I went to classes, when I went to movement classes, I couldn't find the perfect fit. And I felt kind of like, Goldilocks, like this one's too hard. This one's too easy. <laughs> this one, they didn't say the word baby. And by that time, I had so much experience. I had two degrees, several certifications. I realized it was time for me to step up and, and to create what I wanted to create where I saw there was a void. And so that was really when I fell in love with, with women's health and fitness and empowering women from the inside out. Amazing. Um, our skincare line, Beverly Hills MD, the, our, mo our motto is basically aging beautifully. So we really resonate with your book's theme as well. Can you explain what the concept of total body beautiful looks like? Yes. So total body beautiful is about physical health. Of course, we all want to, to look a way that makes us feel confident when, when we're stepping into the world. But it's also about our mental health and making sure that what's happening, you know, between our ears is serving us and that the, the messaging that we're sharing with, with ourselves is positive and healthy and not overly critical or judgmental. And then finally, emotional health, 
you know, are you using your voice in this world? Are you stepping forward in such a way where you feel like you're being of service to others and not doing any disservice to yourself? So things like establishing healthy boundaries. And we do this through the different elements of fitness. So cardiovascular training and resistance training, flexibility, nutrition, a little bit of everything comes through that lens of physical, mental, and emotional health. Well said. Um, how did you partner up with the other co-authors and celebrity trainers, Nicole Stewart and Andrea Orbeck? So these are two of my besties. I'm very lucky that I get to work with these beautiful women who I adore. In 2019, when I wrote Your Strong Sexy Pregnancy, and I, I was working with Human Kinetics, I still am, and that's the publisher, and they've been so fantastic. And I was kind of like extra excited because they're the same publisher for all of the books throughout my career as a student. So for my bachelor's degree and my master's degree, and now after 25 years of being out of school, I'm back in school for my doctoral thesis, and right. they write all the books. Thank you. And uh, so to be able to write a book with them was like such a cool thing. And then I had this idea in um, late 2019, beginning of 2020, to really put all of these different elements of fitness together. And I knew like, hey, I, I'm pretty good at a lot of things, but I'm smart enough to know when to outsource and to ask for help. So I said to Human Kinetics, I'd like to bring in two of my favorite experts that I know show up in this world in service to others that celebrate women. What do you think? And they said, great. So I called Andrea Orbeck, who is quite simply the best personal trainer that I know. She's from Canada. She was um, a bobsledder. <laughs> so cool. <clears throat> very, very cool. <laughs> right? True and that. then Nicole, <laughs> Nicole Stewart, um, who I've known for a long time. She is a Pilates expert and worked with Kate Hudson for like over 20 years. So we're all pals. We all come from the same place of really wanting everyone to feel great in their own skin. Well, talking about Kate Hudson, uh, we see that she wrote a forward in your book. How, how did that come about? So because the three of us are, are such pals, we, we know that we can call each other when we see that the skill set from one or another might serve the client. And I don't like that word client, by the way. I wish there was a word that was somewhere in between client and friend, because these, these people mean so much to me. But um, for Kate Hudson's third pregnancy with Ronnie Rose, I was called for prenatal yoga. And I had the joy, the honor, the privilege of working with this beautiful woman who embodies strength from the inside out. So Nicole and I asked, you know, would you be open to writing the foreword? And she's so lovely and so gracious. And I, I think she did a fantastic job. And again, I hope that it her words inspire women everywhere to, to feel great from, from the inside out, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. It's, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, um, you know, it's, it's a great transition when we talk about the external and then we shift to the internal milieu, you know, we talk about hormones. So in your book, you speak about the most influential factor in a woman's body, and that's hormones. Can you tell us, you know, your thoughts on how you feel women's hormones evolve as they age? Mm 
Yes. So Andrea Orbeck wrote the chapter in our book on hormones, and I think she did a fabulous job because in addition to talking about the sex hormones like estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, she also touched on, on other hormones that we need to talk about, cortisol, thyroxine, et cetera. Now, as we age, we know that estrogen levels tend to decrease. And so when our estrogen goes down, that leads to like all of the sexy things, brain fog, increased waist circumference, uh, decreased libido, the, the list goes on and on. And so we need to find ways to provide natural interventions for women so that they feel really, really good and not, not depressed or anxious all the time. It's very... Um, interesting in terms of hormonal replacement therapy, HRT, not every woman can take it. And sometimes the side effects are worse than the initial symptoms in certain women. So we, we need these alternative routes to, to feeling great. Now, I also just want to touch on um, how each woman is a little bit different. And it's so important for us to get our blood work done. So for example, I'll just share personally, I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age, I'm, I'm 51, and I went and I had my blood work done. I could see that my estrogen levels were low, and I was chatting with a friend of mine, and she and I were having somewhat, somewhat similar um, symptoms and experience, and I encouraged her to get her blood work done, and it was actually her testosterone that was low. So each of these hormones work slightly differently in our bodies. And testosterone, I, it was really important. I told her, you know, we need to get this taken care of because now we're talking about her bone density, her sex drive, all these things that can really affect the quality of her life. So rather than get into the weeds with like what each hormone does, which you can absolutely find a, a bullet point and description in our book, I, I think what I really want to communicate here, more importantly, is get your blood work done so that you can see where you are and where you might need a little bit of help. Yeah, I think it's important to note that uh, hormones, uh, you know, the, the role of hormones and body composition is very important, especially as we age. Um, what would you recommend for the listeners as far as the testing that they should undergo? What test would you start off with as a basic panel where, you know, we can start learning about where we're at at a particular age? So what, I asked my doctor for, I asked for all of the, the sex hormones, of course, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. But then I also needed to look at specific micronutrients that tend to be low in women who are premenopausal. So spe specifically, I needed to look at my calcium and my iron for sure, and also vitamin D. I have um, hypothyroidism, I have for 30 years now. And so I'm always looking at T3 and T4 to make sure that I'm on point. But as a woman, if you're noticing that you're experiencing changes, if your waist is getting thicker and you didn't really change anything, if you're starting to feel tired or brain fog, or perhaps a little bit anxious out of nowhere, then we need to look at that full panel. And you can ask your doctor for it. I had to ask my naturopath for it. My GP um, wasn't super excited to, to write the script for me. So my naturopath did it for me. Um, but there are doctors, and I had an amazing doctor in LA. So this is not about you know being anti-doctor 
in any way. I think you guys are the bomb. Um, it's about finding the doctor that's the right fit for you. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, we, in our practice, we always pride ourselves on really intently listening to our patients because ultimately that gives us, the, you know, allows us to create the perfect operative plan and uh, essentially get the, the perfect outcome. Um, but many, as you have just alluded to, many uh, practitioners don't necessarily agree with this philosophy. Um, any advice or tools to help women, uh, you know, advocate for themselves when a dog brushes them off or concerned with simple, oh, that's just a part of aging? Is there something else? You know, what would you recommend? So I have a friend who told me the other day that um, she saw a book on the shelves that said, you'll never wear a bikini again. And that was all about being over 50. And I was like, oh my goodness, the things that we say to women are just, oh, and um, if you have, right, if we you have a doctor, <laughs> I know, I know. I listened to your um, podcast about thighs and I was like, oh goodness, I, I need to go see them. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a, a doctor that brushes you off, if it's someone that you've had a relationship with for a long time, I think it's healthy and appropriate to say, hey, wait, can, can we just pause? I really need you to listen to me. I don't feel right. Or if it's someone that's like a, a newer doctor to you, which in my case, it was someone who was brand new to me because I had just moved to a new state and it was kind of like, you get what you get during a pandemic. I, they just gave me whoever was next in line. Sure. Then it's time to go find someone else. And I think as women, it's really important that we speak with each other. You know, who's your doctor? How did they help you? I want to go see that same person. I'm sure that the two of you get a lot of word of mouth recommendations. So talk to your friends. Don't go anywhere. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after this break. You know, you, you said something earlier on um, when we first started this little conversation that um, you have a whole different approach to fitness um, that really kind of resonated with me right now. Because normally when you hear the term fitness, we usually associate it with weight loss building muscle. Um, but you actually said that mental toughness is a part of fitness too. Can you talk a little bit more about that and what that means to you? Yeah. So the way that I think of it, because I'm a, a yoga teacher, we talk a lot about something called the koshas. The koshas are the, the layers of the body. And so we have this mental body, we have an emotional body, and of course we have a physical body. And you can enter the, the body-mind complex through any of these different um, routes, if you will. So in terms of mental toughness, if, if you know that you can go one step further in something that you're doing in an activity, let's say for me, you know, I, I knew that I could go one step further with my education going back to get my PhD, if you can just push yourself a little bit, then you start to build sort of like relationship equity with yourself. You trust yourself to show up. You trust yourself to take the next step. So if I can build that mental toughness, either through that um, sort of road, you know, through education, et cetera, or through the gym, it does the same thing. If I can push myself to get another rep, if I can push myself to get heavier weight, and while I'm in that rep saying, I can do hard things, I can do hard things, I can do this, then all of these different layers influence each other. The, the mental toughness influences 
increased uh, perseverance with your heart and your body as well. Perfect. I was going to ask you how you do that and how you increase your mental toughness or fitness, but it just, you just answered it. So it was perfect. Um, what are your favorite self-care practices and really what effect can this have on an individual's physical appearance? So for me, I live in Hawaii and the Pacific Ocean is my self-care. I go to the ocean at dawn every single day and I say thank you for a new day and step into the water and I get the benefit of the negative ions taking out, you know, any kind of stress and also just enjoying a deep breath with all of that like oxygen and light just blisses me out immediately. Also, I get the benefit of vitamin D, hopefully after eight hours of sleep. Now, what that does, in, in my opinion, and this is just sort of like um, my, my own observation, I see that people look more calm, more youthful. Perhaps they don't have that worry line across their forehead or the jaw is not clenched because there's a way to, to kind of speak to your soul and feel connected with nature. And for those of us that don't have the Pacific Ocean, mm -hmm. what other ways can you kind of, or what do you tell your clients on how to improve your overall fitness um, through practices that they can do with self-care? Yes. So um, I kind of giggle all the time because when I see self-care in terms of marketing, what I see a lot in like women's magazines and things like that, it'll say a bubble bath. And I'm like, goodness gracious, it's 2022. We've been having this conversation for a hot minute. Can we do a little better than a bubble bath? I love bubble baths, but um, what I share with my clients is meditation. So as soon as you wake up, before you even open your eyes, just enjoy a really, really deep breath and identify what's my intention for the day? How do I want to show up? I work with a mantra. The mantra is actually a, a prayer, and it's a word in Spanish. It's enséñame, enséñame. It means show me, show me, show me how I can be of service today. Show me like what I'm supposed to do. I, I, I want some help. I need some help. I need some guidance. So I share that with my clients. And then I also invite them to, as soon as they step out of the bed and put their feet on the ground to take a great big breath and lift their arms all the way overhead. Now, I'm sure you remember a couple of years ago, uh, power posture. Do you remember that with like stem like Wonder Woman? Yeah. <laughs> 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 or Superman. Um, yeah, so the way that we stand and the way that we carry our bodies absolutely has an effect on how we feel. If we're hunched over, we feel sort of like, you know, down. And even if you're at the computer all day and just rolling forward, you just start to collapse in on yourself. I noticed you can... just a little bit more. <laughs> so that's perfect. If you can, if you can sit up a little bit taller in a very regal posture and awaken your spine, then you're just going to feel better. So meditation and posture, I start there. Amazing. I, you know, and, and it's the mental health aspect is so important, but now I think maybe we transition over into the physical part. I mean, everybody knows there's no doubt that exercise is good for us, uh, but what type of exercise can we, and, and we meaning men as well, incorporate into our, uh, 
in our lives to help us age uh, and help us look at, feel our best. So of course, because um, we wrote this book together, I'm going to say a combination of yoga, resistance training, cardiovascular training, and Pilates, and that's for men and women. And why is this? It's because we want to address cardiovascular endurance, muscular endurance, muscular strength, flexibility, and then the fifth element would be nutrition. But it's hard, you know, if I tell someone, hey, you have to go get these five components of fitness like tomorrow, that's overwhelming. So what we did was we took the guesswork out of it for you. And we created in the last three chapters of the book, there's a visual guide and you can just follow along like, oh, hey, what am I supposed to do today? And it's all solutions based. So um, you can look at the titles and see, oh, stand up tall like a queen. Okay, that one's for posture. It's very, very clear. For gentlemen also, I really want to address not only your own health, but if you have a wife, a sister, a daughter, a mom, who's going through you know, this little transition of like perimenopause, premenopause, menopause, maybe check out this book also so you can understand like, hey, what's happening in this beautiful woman's body and how can I support her? Speaking of yoga, um, you know, let's obviously we want our listeners to go and, and read the book. But if there were three favorite yoga poses that you think that we should do every day, what would be your favorite? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you'll allow me to extend it out to four, and it's just it's sim- simply based on families of poses. So the first one would be a forward bend. And this could be as simple as stepping your feet a little wider than your hips, inhaling your arms overhead, exhaling and folding forward. If you can't touch the floor, hold on to the desk, the chair, whatever's there. The room is doing this right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So when you bend forward, then you're going to stretch everything in the back of your body. From there, we need to go into a back bend so that we can stretch the front of the body. And you can do it, you know, simply seated in your chair. Just bring your hands to your lower back with your fingertips pointed up towards the sky. Draw your shoulder blades down back in together. And now inhale, look up and lift your heart. Lift the corners of your mouth and feel the belly and the chest open wide. Our producer... Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so um, number three, any kind of twist. So we need to cross the midline of the body to be in a true twist. And we don't get a lot of twisting in our daily lives unless you're, you know, golfing or playing tennis or something like that. So simply sitting in your chair where you are right now, I'd like you to cross your right leg on top of your left and then bring your right hand behind you onto the seat behind you, the chair back, left forearm on the outside of the right thigh, take a great big inhalation, lengthen your spine, and now exhale and twist. And so, (laughs) good. In yoga, we we work with- I think in general, are much more stiff we're the two least flexible people in the world. We definitely have to work on this. And what is the, what was the, the we're coming to Oahu. Yeah, that's exactly. 
And so the, the final tip would be to work on your balance. And it can be something as simple as standing on one foot occasionally. If you want to move into tree pose in Sanskrit, it's called Vrikshasana with one foot up against your lower leg or thigh. You can certainly do that. But I also like to encourage people just in your daily life, every once in a while, try lifting one foot like an inch off the floor and check out your balance. Are, are you pretty stable? Do you feel like you're getting seasick? It, it's a really obvious um, sort of indicator as to whether or not that's something that could be improved. Love it. And you had mentioned that Pilates is so important, especially for women over the age of 35. Why is that? So I have to be um, forthcoming here. I was never really into Pilates. And then recently uh, at the beginning of this book, I'm like, okay, I know how important this is with core training and stabilization. The muscles of, of the core act sort of like a corset and they wrap around, you know, you've got those obliques, you've got the six pack abs in front, you've got the transverse abdominus behind that, the low back in, in the back of the body. So you have these muscles that wrap around you to support you and to create that beautiful posture. And quite honestly, if, if you have good posture, I think you instantly look 10 years younger. But if we can keep that posture lifted, if we can keep your core strong, not only are you going to look great, you're going to feel great because the age that you feel is directly related to the health of your spine. I, I definitely agree. I mean, in, in, in an age where we have so many back problems, you can see health decline based off, you know, not that it's the sole factor, but it's definitely multifactorial and that plays a part. Um, your book, obviously, we talked about meditation and how important that is. Um, is there any type of exercise that you think that we should essentially limit or eliminate as we age, like doing more damage than good? So with pregnancy, there's a rule. If you didn't do it before you're pregnant, maybe like start now. So for example, CrossFit, if you weren't doing CrossFit before you're pregnant, don't start now. And when we are aging, it, it's a little bit similar in the sense that we need to ease into things. So if you want to go full out, you want to, you know, go be a CrossFitter and do HIIT training and all the things. Beautiful. I love it. Just take the steps to build the strength, to build the endurance and be really mindful and respectful of any um, sensitivities or previous injuries, anything that's going to be a disservice to your body. I want you to enjoy whatever you do though. So if, you know, all of a sudden you, you're like, oh my gosh, I just need to uh, go play ice hockey. Like do it. If that, if you did it before and you know how to skate, cool. Yeah, but, uh, steps to, uh, to support, to support your plan. Sure. And uh, you know, it's so interesting when we talk about, there is some new data that we are showing some initial reports that are showing actually regular exercise we know is good, that strenuous exercise sometimes associated with athletic trainers, like you know, real athletes can actually cause further aging. It's interesting because you're really, you know, you're really pushing your body to the limits. Um, you know, I think for, for years and years, we've discussed the perfect frequency of exercise you know, short burst versus an hour at the gym, what, what would you recommend that you think is, uh, is appropriate and can help maximize the benefits? 
We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you'd like more information about our practice, you can check out our Instagram. It's PlasticsDocs, P-L-A-S-T-I-X-D-O-C-S on Instagram for more information. We'll be right back after this small break. So then we get into something called the FIT principle, which is frequency, intensity, timing, and duration. So these are variables that as trainers, we play with. And we get to play with it based on the the goals of the client. So if it's weight loss, then I know I have to take up his or her frequency and intensity a little bit. I'm not a huge fan of the like 90 minute workout. It's just too long and it doesn't fit into my lifestyle. So um, with the smaller windows, I, I think you can absolutely have benefit. But also be be mindful that it isn't something something that's too good to be true. So if it's six minute abs or four minute pecs, like nah, maybe maybe as part of an overall health plan. But what I like to do is always start with at least fifteen to twenty minutes, and we also get continued benefit after we work out. It's epoch. It's that continued um, exercise benefit of oxygen consumption, but we have to get to a specific threshold to enjoy that. So what I'm saying here is depending on your goals, that will determine how long you should work out and how frequently. I will share though that I believe everyone should work out at least 150 minutes a week total. And if you want to break that up into 10 minutes at a time, cool. If you want to break it up into 20 minutes or an hour, cool. It really depends on your life. And I want to be respectful of what your schedule is. And I I realize right now I'm speaking with two doctors. Can I ask you both, like, how how do you work fitness into your schedules? Because I imagine that your lives are, like, packed. You know, um, (laughs) at least for myself, I start earlier and earlier. So if I get up at 5.30, exercise before, come back, help with my three toddlers, help with the kids a little bit, and then head off to operate or head to the office. I think for me, three times a week um, is what I can consistently do. And then keeping up with three toddlers and all their activities, uh, playing football in the backyard and doing things like that, that definitely adds more minutes to it. So I think, um, you know, that's that's my journey. Yeah, he, he likes going to the gym. I'd rather be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I like hiking and playing tennis, but, you know, I think, as you probably know, with, with most of your clients, um, you have to kind of cater to what drives you. Um, I've never been someone that likes to go to the gym. That's why he's got more muscles than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, speaking of surgery, obviously, as two plastic surgeons, we talk about our, let's say, one of our main procedures that we do together is a mommy makeover. And we always tell our clients, listen, you have to limit yourself for six weeks. Is there anything you'd recommend in the interim or do you agree post-surgical wait the six weeks? Um, and what would you recommend in a, in a post-operative patient? So in your strong, sexy pregnancy, I have some um, postnatal recovery exercises that everyone can enjoy that are super, super safe. I always defer to the doctor, to the surgeon. And if you're saying wait six weeks, we're waiting six weeks with a little um, a little tiny asterisk next to it. And that little tiny asterisk is you can start to feel the breath in your body. So let's say you're laying down, 
on your inhalation, fill the belly with breath and just feel your tummy pushing up towards your hand a little bit. No big contraction or anything like that. Just kind of noticing you're going to breathe anyway. And then exhale and feel how that muscle kind of just really gently pulls in and hugs in towards your spine. And as you start to cultivate that awareness, then once you're fully recovered and you go back to the gym or you go back to your activities, you're like, oh, this is how my body works. This is how my diaphragm and my TVA, transverse abdominis, deep belly muscles work together with my pelvic floor. And as you start to cultivate that awareness of how everything works together in harmony, then when you go back, not only are you like, you know, super sculpted from the beautiful work that you two amazing gentlemen just did, but now you know how to work with it from the inside out as well. You have to maintain it. And that's an excellent portion, you know, a point to make is that, you know, for us, I always say the same thing. The tagline is, this is the only time you don't have to work out for six weeks and you're going to look better. But, uh, you know, it's not entirely true because we obviously want to keep the mental aspect because otherwise, you know, people tend to decline during that recovery period. And, uh, you know, small things like that can really help. So once we do introduce, it's not a major shock. It's interesting what you just brought up about breathing. Um, we used to, prior to being in the office where I'm now, we used to share an office and directly next door to our office, meaning in our office space was a yogi. And one of the first things that he taught me or he brought up to me was breathing. And he said, the general public doesn't breathe properly. And if you can just learn how to breathe properly, you've made it, you know, halfway there. Um, and you just brought that up. And I think that, you know, if we can kind of give this tutorial on proper breathing for a minute, um, kind of how you talked about it, I think it would be great for listeners. Okay, um, so let me invite everyone to simply have a seat, press your sit bones down into the chair or the floor, and then sit up really, really tall through your spine. You can close your eyes if you'd like to and bring your hands around the sides of your tummy, sort of like a, a belt or a corset. And without forcing anything on your inhalation, Simply feel your abdomen expand into your hands. Big full breath. And then on your exhalation, notice how everything draws in towards the midline. So on that exhalation, as you release the air, you're not trying to suck it in. It'll just naturally hug in. Let's try that again. On your inhalation, expand through the abdomen. And maybe you also notice how the diaphragm and the pelvic floor are moving down, creating space for that breath. And now on your exhalation, as you're ready, feel how everything naturally hugs inward. And now the pelvic floor moves up, the diaphragm moves up as it pushes the breath out. So it's all working in harmony. Let's do one last big breath together here. Inhaling, expanding through the belly. And then as you exhale again, it is not about sucking it in. It's about feeling the strength of the muscles as they contract in towards the midline and you release the breath. Good. It's amazing how much just simple breath work like that can help your core. Um, and this is something that he taught me 
Interestingly enough, the general public, when you tell them to take a deep breath, their stomach actually goes in instead of coming out. And that's one of the main things. And it's, and it's vice versa. And just those simple things actually make a big difference. So thank you for that tutorial. Um, for those listeners that are, are on right now, and they don't exercise at all, and they want to start and kind of you want to you want to get them you want to kind of light the fire for them um because when you're you know you haven't done it in a while it's gonna be really hard to get them going what do you do how do you get people motivated what's the healthiest way to get people started without injuring themselves i guess um and having them really like it so they can continue really because you know it's 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 a routine that you have to get yourself into and if you don't like it obviously you're not going to do it so let me just touch back on breath for one moment. Please. I think that the, the place that we started sucking in on the inhale that is um, maybe like 20 years ago when there were a lot of folks smoking. When you take a drag, you inhale. That was one place. Also, the, the skinny culture of like the, the Kate Moss era models would suck it in. And so we, we had this sort of model of breath that was a little backwards. And the place where we can reconnect to it is when we look at toddlers. If we look at little kids sleeping, you can see how the breath naturally knows what to do. When they inhale, they're not thinking about, oh, my belly's going to expand. But we, we sometimes unlearn that somewhere along the way. So the place that I'd like to start is simply walking. Go for a walk. Now, when you go for this walk, I'd like you to start to be aware of how you're breathing so that you're supporting the movement. And then also... If you want to make this more enjoyable and you're thinking, oh, gosh, really, I got to go for a walk. Yes. Go for a walk with your dog, with your children, with your best friend, with your trainer. Make an appointment. When we have an appointment to enjoy exercise, we're 50 percent more likely to show up. It's very easy not to show up for yourself, which is super sad, but you will show up for someone else 99 percent of the time. So make the appointment. Amazing. Um, walk me through an ideal week for you of self-care and exercise, um, for, you know, for you and for, for a woman that's in, in the same type of, you know, or age range that wants to kind of not only look good, but get stronger and in, enhance longevity more than anything else. So waking up in the morning with your clear intention, with some for form of meditation, something that allows you to connect to your spirit and your inner world, I think is such a good place to start. From there, we also want to look at your nutrition. What are you taking in? Is it all processed and does it all come out of plastic bags and or containers rather? That That's a thing. We need to maybe look at some more organic, fresh sources of food, lots of water, that's going to support you. If you know from your blood work that you just went to go do that, perhaps you need a little bit more supplementation, then you're going to take that. Now from here, it's usually time to, you know, get about your day. Are you taking the kids to school? Are you going to work? Are you, whatever it is, can you bring that same intention from the morning into your daily activities? So if my intention from the morning was today, I'd like to bring in the feeling of celebration, celebrating, you know, that the holidays are coming and 
for me. I just wrote a book. I have a lot to celebrate. I'm super excited. Can I bring that into carpool and like, hey, let, let's go. Let's make this a fun day. Then later in the day, I usually work out a little bit later personally. I strength train three days a week, no matter what. And it's really important, not only for my body and my muscles and my bone density, it's also important for me for my mental health. I feel like strength training is a form of meditation for sure. And also I used to work out at Gold's Gym and some of those guys, like those great big, you know, buff bodybuilders, they're so calm and centered because they have dominated that weight through the power of their mind. So I love that form of training. Now, additionally, because I teach yoga, I, I'm in yoga all the time. But if I could encourage everyone, you know, like two, three days a week would be ideal. It can be at the end of your strength training session. It can be a separate day. And it can certainly be on your recovery day. So perhaps on Sunday. And Pilates, Pilates is where I like to begin before strength training. So I might grab, you know, one of Nicole's workouts from Total Body Beautiful and just do like a, a quick set of hundreds or a little, a little 10 minute window of Pilates to awaken my core. So now when I go into, you know, like a, a deadlift or a squat, I do so with so much of a, so much awareness of this corset that's supporting me. Now in the evenings, I, I need to take some time to decompress, to let go of the day. I hang out with my family. I play with my dog. I surround myself with the people that are most meaningful in my life. I might be with girlfriends. It's, it's always um, a form of connection for me after I have a few minutes alone. I need the alone time and then I go into connection. So that's what I do. And then I offer others so many tools because, you know, we have to find that perfect recipe, if you will, to what, what makes your soul sing? What makes you feel like, oh, wow, this life is pretty cool. And like, instead of waking up in the morning and saying, oh, God, it's morning. You're like, oh, God, it's morning. Let's go. That's, that's really a fantastic advice um, because, you know, it's, again, to your body work together and i think that's a great way to, to increase positivity uh, throughout your life now not everyone can hire a trainer um and keep us really accountable of our workouts so what are your best tools to teach clients to help them stay consistent with a workout routine because you know it's always a lot easier um to have someone telling you what to do and how to show up for that person and so forth so on but some people can't do that so Give us your tricks. Yeah. So there's internal motivation and external motivation. If you're someone who's really internally motivated, then keep a journal and look at it and, you know, perhaps give yourself a challenge every day for the next six months or six weeks. It's probably better to start off a little smaller. So you're not overwhelmed every day for the next six weeks. I'm going to do something to take care of myself. Five of those days are going to involve movement Two of those days are going to involve recovery or, um, something that just feels really good and nourishing, maybe going for a swim or, or meditation. It's really important that each person finds that recipe. For externally motivated folks, like most of us, that's me for sure, um, I, I go back to my studies in kinesiology and exercise adherence, which is simply you know sticking with it. 
And again, we go back to if you have an appointment, you are 50% more likely to show up. The appointment does not need to be with a trainer. The appointment can be with your best friend, with your spouse, with um, someone who's going to take this journey with you so that you can remain accountable to each other. Amazing. Um, I am going to, I know that uh, everyone that's listening is probably so fascinated and amazed by everything you said. Um, please tell the audience of first where they can find more about your work, find your book, and how they can follow you on social media and all that good stuff. So if people do want to reach out to you, they can. Oh, awesome. And I would love for everyone to reach out to me. I'm totally accessible. And I, I reply to every email. Uh, you can find me on my website, desibartlett.com. Desi is spelled like Desi Arnaz, D-E-S-I. Bartlett is spelled like the pair. And you can also find Total Body Beautiful at totalbodybeautiful.com. It is currently available on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Target, Human Kinetics. We sold out at Target and Amazon the first day that we went live Woo! last week. Woo! You and Dr. Lee are really Yay. Uh, listen. Um, oh, go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Um, so yeah, definitely go to like Barnes and Noble or Human Kinetics. And you can find me on social, um, Desi Bartlett on YouTube, Facebook, but on Insta, I'm Mothers Into Living Fit. And please join me there. I have so much new content, especially for the pregnant mamas. I love that handle. It's so good. Mothers Into Living Fit. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. We're so appreciative that you spent this time with us. And I know that all of our listeners were waiting for something like this. And uh, I know that they've learned a lot today. So we're, we're, we're so appreciative. Um, you know, I, I hope that everyone will reach out, buy the book, Total Body Beautiful. We want you all to incorporate these things into your daily life because ultimately it's gonna help with aging and longevity. Um, you know, thank you for all of the input and questions that you've had, and that's the reason why we have uh, these wonderful guests. And so, uh, again, Des, we really appreciate you being here. Um, you know, I think for those of you, you know, if you liked what you heard today, definitely go to the site, go to the podcast, and leave a review because uh, this is what stimulates how we, uh, you know, ultimately meet these incredible people and allow for them to teach you. So, you know, thanks again. Once again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payne Danielport. Thank you so much, Desi, for being on the show. We loved having you. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.